Welcome to Truth's Table with Michelle Higgins, Christina Edmondson, and Akemini Uwan. Hey y'all, welcome to Truth's Table with Michelle, Christina, and Akemini. The topic on the table today is resistance. Since the inauguration of Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America, there have been cries from millions of Americans to resist this Trump administration, his cabinet picks, and his policies, among other issues. This resistance galvanized millions of people to voice their opposition at the Women's March and the protests against uh, Trump's Muslim uh, ban at airports all around the country. On Wednesday, January 25th, 2017, Greenpeace activists hung a 70-foot banner inscribed with the word resist from a crane a few blocks behind the White House. So I'm asking y'all, what are you resisting today? On any particular level, I'm like, the list is long. (laughs) Just today, anything that happened this morning, you're like, nah, I'm resisting that today. Uh, There's sort of this, we're tending to normalize um, this idea that our president is kind of a a Twitter fiend. And I am sort of (laughs) cracking up, (laughs) cracking up at the temptation that I have fallen into to just have some kind of peace, just sort of mental um, ability to exhale deeply when every day, every other hour, I'm feeling like, Lord, I want to turn everything off, but I also yeah. want to know what's going on. All and right. so there's so much, I mean, there's so much going on where I'm like, now I am even resisting the presumption that I am entitled to constant feeling of all is well. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems so cliche, but mm-hmm. that's to me what resistance has become. You don't, you're not entitled to, to know and to feel 100% all the time that all is well, while so many people are suffering and while so much mess, no matter how laughable, there is still so much mess going on in the government in our land. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. How about you, Christina? What you resisting for? I'm resisting my technology problems with my computer, so that's, that's one issue. <laughs> I'm trying to keep an encouraged heart right now. Um, That's right. (laughs) I'm trying to do. No, I I would echo similar to what Michelle said. Uh, And then also, yeah, this sense of wanting to wanting to be informed, wanting to bear witness. I have this whole thing about like bearing witness. I think it's the Mm -hmm. the therapist in me where Mm -hmm. I feel like most people people are hurt because we choose not to see their pain. And so Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to look at people's pain. But right. at this point, it's becoming like I am overwhelmed. I need mm. to look. I need to look away a bit. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. so I'm, I'm, I'm resisting the impulse of what do I need to look at and and how to be wise and strategic and self care as a part of that. So that's what right. I'm resisting right. that impulse. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is good. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be real with y'all. I am resisting Sally Mae and her cousin Nadia. <laughs> Talking about I got loans to pay. You know what? Come that on. is an alternative fact, okay? Oh, that is not an alternative fact. I don't know what it is. Come on, come on, Sally. Sally. Come on. Mm. Join in this here resistance. No. Come on. Come on. Um, that is real. 
No, not really. I'm, I'm so for real. But uh, no, but really, really, uh, I am. I, I, I echo a lot of what you all have just said. I mean, I think for me, resistance begins in the mind. Like mm-hmm. it's something where I'm like, I have to wake up. Where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, this is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. not normal for my president to be tweeting in all caps <laughs> and be angry, you know, like, and what's happening? That's not normal. Like, it's not normal for my president to refuse, right, to condemn Vladimir Putin. I mean, it's just, this is not normal. You know, it's not normal for a member, you know, of his his team to be telling us to go buy his daughter's um, uh, support a clothing line. This is not normal. You know, so I think resistance has to start in the mind. And so, and and part of it is... um, and I think people do this for rhetorical effect and hey, I get it. And, and maybe there's, there's some symbolism here when people say not my president and I, I get it. I really do. But the reality is that he is our president, right? Yeah. Which is the whole reason why we're resisting. Yeah. Oh, so we're kind of only lying to ourselves. And I know I, I don't, I'm not taking people literally when they say that, or maybe some people really do mean that, but uh, this is, but a lot of this is just not normal. So I think I'm having to tell myself, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm having to bring this before the Lord um, and figure Absolutely. out, Lord, what does this look like? Like, I really am praying for Trump in his cabinet because, mm-hmm. I mean, our livelihoods do depend on it. I'm praying for his salvation. I'm praying for all of these things because we are supposed to pray for our enemies. And, and I believe that Trump has set mm-hmm. himself up as an enemy Mm-hmm. Um, against myself and my kinsmen. And so, uh, so, so that's kind of what I've been doing. So it's kind of more spiritual in a sense <laughs> for me right now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What, what, any other thoughts on what, what resistance is or what it looks like for y'all? I think it's important for us to really look at what we're sort of pushing into now mm-hmm. and to connect the dots backwards almost, right? Okay. You know, we've got we've got this big obvious thing that is pushing us towards looking at studying, creating, I mean, there's a whole resistance manual out now from a lot of people in different movements. And right. I think that's forcing us to pull back, to push and to say at its foundation, what is the definition of resistance from the viewpoint of, well, the viewpoints that the three of us represent, how do we define that at its core and where it is? What is it that has brought us to this place, but also saying, what is resistance bottom line? What is it? Mm -hmm. Minus Trump, minus Mm -hmm. 2014 to 20, whatever. (laughs) What is resistance behind us, before us, that actually is going to be the thing, the definition that pushes us ahead? I mean, uh, just just Merriam Webster just defines it as exerting a, a force in opposition, right? And so for me, I'm not trying to resist just for the sake of resisting, right? I mean, I'm hoping Trump actually does something good every now and then. You know, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, so I'm hoping (laughs) that the Lord, and I believe, you know, that the the word does talk about how the heart of the king is in the Lord's hand and he turns it whichever way it pleases him. And I'm praying that 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 God would do that. You know, um, I think that's what kind of is a little bit different from Christian resistance. It's, It's not some sort of just 
humanistic endeavor. It really is rooted in, in hope and grounded in hope. And I think in, in some ways, uh, this resistance is not opposed necessarily to dishonor, to be honest. I, I actually think that by resisting policies or mandates that seem to violate, you know, God's commands, God's word, the, the heart um, and tenor, you know, of scripture, I think that's where Christians are then called to resist, right? Um, like what we saw with going on um, with what happened with the um, travel ban, which has actually been banned, praise the Lord, um, and upheld. Uh, actually, it's been banned. His own travel ban was banned by the courts. Uh, we saw that um, happen, I believe it was today or yesterday. Uh, and so I think that what we're, what I'm trying to do is I want to see where, what, what is it that he's prescribing that's going to somehow um, prevent flourishing is going to, um, somehow mar the image of God within man. Um, and in effect, dehumanize him as well. What does that look like? So I think in some ways I'm, I, I see the resistance as, um, trying to call Trump to be who God has called him to be an image bearer is what he is. And so I'm like, live up to that reality. Um, I think that's, that's what it looks like. I um, mean, that's how I would define it, um, as a Christian personally. Yeah, and I would think from looking at it on a macro level, right? So um, as Christians, we resist anything that has the boldness um, to, to prop itself up against the moral will of God. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's things that are within ourselves, our own heart, our own, um, our own self-righteousness and, and wickedness. Um, but that's also the things that impact our neighbors and our society and our culture and our community. And so resistance is really an expression of, of honoring, honoring God in God's mm-hmm. word, in God's mm-hmm. will, in God's holiness, mm-hmm. in God's grace, in God's truth. And so thinking about the idea of what is resistance and, and trying to hold it um, in conversation with biblical orthodoxy, I think is, is a very easy thing to do because we're often, we're called to, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And so there are any, if there's any group of people that should be able to grab a hold of this idea and not just to say, well, why, you know, why do you seem so cranky or angry? Like mm-hmm. you're not being very compliant. You're just supposed to, <laughs> you're that's just supposed right. to be okay. I, I'm so confused by that perspective. Right, that's right. actually not who we're called to be. We're not that's okay right. with sin. First and foremost, our own sin. So we can that's see right. that. But we're also not okay with sin against our neighbor. We are the children of God. And so that doesn't make us perfect, but that means that we are being perfected. And so we consult with what God cares about. And that's how we get a sense of, okay, I I need to resist this. So this is not normal. This is is unhealthy. This is dehumanizing. And Mm -hmm. so at the very least, even if your resistance isn't a physical protest or a boycott or withholding funds or a verbal statement, you could minimally start with a resistance in your own mind, acknowledging that I will not sign on to the normalizing of sin, whether it's in Mm -hmm. this administration or another, or um, in the country that I happen to be living in, or or in another country or another continent, um, agreeing with God about God's will. And I think Mm -hmm. that is a part of resistance is just home holding on to the fidelity of God's word. So if we had to give our listeners what truth's table defines as biblical resistance, let's work that out. Like live workshop right now. Here we go. (laughs) We have, (laughs) we have a, a one or two sentence definition of what biblical resistance is. Akimini, Christina, what is it? 
one or two sentences. This is biblical resistance. Biblical resistance is resisting any policy that comes forth from whatever administration, right? Um, that actually violates the law of God hmm. um, because we are, we are to fear God, right? Above uh, our rulers, above the nation, above all else. And that doesn't always, fearing God, fearing man doesn't always have to be opposed um, mm-hmm. to one another, though sometimes it often is, right? Because <laughs> man does not always have the same intention um, or, or, or um, good, good intentions for, for other people as God does. And so, um, so for me, it's always being governed, the Christian ought to always be governed by um, God's moral law. So wherever the, um, the, the government begins to violate that, then we need to stand opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I would say um, resistance is, um, starts from a place of an unapologetic love and gratitude yes. for the God of creation, who, sim- <laughs> who simply knows better than us. And it's, it's uh, resistance is agreeing with God about who he says that we are and about who, who he, about what he wants in his world. And so, you know, it, it starts with our eyes on Jesus. It's, it's mm-hmm. motivated by that. It's fueled by that. Because if it's not, then what we resist, we will become. The bitterness, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bitterness, the anger, the hostility, the frustration, um, that temptation to sin will manifest in ourselves. Um, and so if it starts with, no, we're going to look at Jesus. And our resistance may end up looking like Jesus and his ultimate sacrifice, right? And so it's paradigm shifting when you think about kind of a quote unquote worldly view of resistance and mm-hmm. a biblical view of resistance because Christ's resistance costs Christ. And our resistance will cost us, not our neighbor and maybe not even our enemy. It costs us. And so it's a resistance that I think the world is confused about because they think that we're trying to cost them something. No, Christ has yep. called us to put ourselves on the line. Yes, yeah, yes, He did. Yep. Yes, He did. Now, Michelle, what, what, how would you um, define what biblical or Christian resistance looks like in a sentence or two? That's definitely. I mean, that's constantly in progress. That's why I was like, "What do my friends think?" <laughs> the extrovert. That's how extrovert gets research. What you think? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I feel like it's, um, but you know, I love how, uh, Kimmy, you started with the dictionary definition. Like this is what this word just means. And I feel like there's something connected to a intentional withholding from something um, for the purpose of removing the power of something else. So Mm -hmm. biblical resistance is uh, like you guys laid out is intentionally focusing on pointing to and depending upon God's power as a testimony that false authorities, evil powers, rulers who are going against the power and moral structure of holiness, that we're actually clinging to God's power as an active testimony that the powers of many of the rulers of not just this land, but the world are Mm -hmm. outside 
of God's good design for his creation. And so I think that sort of bottom line, you know, we always try to break things down and make it a taste short and tasty. I think it has to be doing what God created us to do, like y'all laid out for the particular purpose of seeing our neighbors as equal to us, as one with us. And anything that moves towards, moves against that, we withhold power from it. That is so good. Yeah. And I love that because um, I think we have to remember that, you know, we're not seeking the power that comes from this world. We're seeking the power that comes from the above. And that looks like weakness sometimes. So the resistance doesn't, oh, it might not be successful. (laughs) <laughs> you know, in man's eye. Yeah, by worldly sure. standards. Sure. I think that we have to and we have to be prepared, you know, for that. But I think mm-hmm. that we have to know that what we're seeking after is we're looking to fulfill, you know, um mm-hmm. God's God's will, uh his intention, you know, as you said, for, for humanity. Um and and though it's not a theocracy, we as Christians, we understand that Christ has come and he he's he's resurrected and he's yeah. seated at the right hand of God. And so and that's why we we do these things. That's why we're in the streets, that's why we're doing a various host of things, you know, to bring this kingdom uh reality into view. And so what does it look like? What does resistance look like in your own personal lives? Um, see what does it look like for you, Christina? You know, it, I think it's the simple things as well as the, the things that demonstrate uh, using the gifts that God has given us to, to mm-hmm. try to do good, you know. So yeah. that, that would mean I resist the impulse to not engage with people who, who see the world very differently than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I resist that impulse because it would be easy to kind of retreat and isolate. Mm-hmm. But I resist that impulse and I, and I choose to walk towards my neighbor my enemy, <laughs> although right. an enemy, an enemy who, who probably doesn't think they're my enemy, but they may have views that are actually dehumanizing to me and based on a variety of things. Um, but I resist the impulse to not see them or to do my very best to not see them as God sees them. Mm-hmm. And an agreement with me does not give them value. <laughs> um, right. Right. And so that would just be my own kind of intellectual narcissism. You don't have to agree with me for me to see that you have value. Your value comes from God. And so resisting the impulse to just back up from people. Um, So that's one that's that's in one way on a personal level that I'm trying to engage resistance. And of course, thinking about the opportunities that God has given me within my discipline to to um, yeah, to speak truth, to speak grace, to speak love. Um, and to do that with some degree of skill or, you know, um, excellence, um, those are the ways in my personal life I'm attempting to do it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. How about you? How about you, Michelle? It's important to me to raise my children a very particular way. Yeah. I think that um, I think I, my kids need to know that what controls me is the Holy Spirit of God. Mm. And we are constantly accidentally informing our neighbors, our friends, our church folk, uh, our families. We're constantly accidentally informing them in nonverbal ways that we are not controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And resistance to me means I don't let my potential social standing control me. 
I don't let um, the potential loss of whether it be gigs or even some income, I don't let that control me when it comes to knowing what the spirit is telling us we have to say, we have to stand up, we have to speak up. And there have been times when I'm in complete disagreement with the people around me who control my income. There have been times when I feel the push to do the thing that many evangelical Christians are begging each other or even accusing each other of doing out of spite or out of hatred. And I have to, in those moments, decide as a witness to my forgotten neighbors and as a mother to my kids and as a friend to my family members, I have to actually stand up and show up on police lines and bear witness to a completely corrupt political and law enforcement system in my town and many around the country. And so I do, I end up getting detained so many dozens of times, arrested however many times. And Mm -hmm. that kind of resistance is not for spectacle. It is because I have to actually bear witness with my body, my mouth and my bank account that (sighs) I don't serve anybody but God. Yeah. Oh, so good. I think for me, uh, resistance um, has meant, you know, um, going to protests. It has meant uh, or has required me calling my senators um, Mm -hmm. incessantly uh, and (laughs) writing emails uh, incessantly. Um, Like my Congress, you know, representatives, my representatives as well, uh, calling them on a regular basis, just in a very practical sense there. Mm -hmm. Um, It means me um, standing in solidarity with our water protectors um, and Standing Rock, um, So Tribe. Uh, It means trying to lift up those voices, you know, that are often not heard, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, with with regard to kind of what both you and I do really Mm -hmm. um, in our our racism work. I I think I'm always trying to also lift up other narratives. So the narrative of Asian Americans and their experiences Mm -hmm. with race and Hispanics, too, and Latinos, what they go through, too. I try you know, uh, my best to do those things. And, and there is that temptation, um, as you said to, man, I don't know, should I go there? You know, right. should right. I say this? What is it going to look like? Um, if I say this, these people might not want to invite me again to speak here. Right. You know, so right. Or if I say this, my life might be threatened. Like Absolutely. literally, I mean, that's happened. So, yeah. so yeah. Uh, and, I, and I know you know that. And yeah. so what is the cause here? But as Christina had said earlier, you know, God calls us to lay down our lives. You yeah. know, and it so, and yet. That'll tweet, us. man. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he calls us to lay down our lives, our everything for the cause that's of the right. gospel. That's and right. he identifies, you know, with the marginalized um, and the oppressed, you know, yeah. Um Which is a good idea. I mean, I think just quickly it's important to say that like if for people who will listen to our voices, will see or hear about our stories, I think it's good, like you said, to bring up these narratives that are not our stories, but they're the stories of our um, non-Black people of color who we are in solidarity with, non-English speaking people of color who we're in solidarity with. And I think that Part of our resistance as black women is to also acknowledge that if we are the voices 
if we're the voices on the margins for our listeners, then they ain't seen the margins. Well, if three well. heterosexual, mm-hmm. cisgender, mm-hmm. Christian women mm-hmm. are the voices from the margins, then the margins are enormous for the people who are coming to talk to us. And so part of the resistance that we all participate in is saying it's a ton more stories out here. And if you trust me enough, if you trust uh, Michelle, Kimmy and Christina enough to call us and say, come on and tell us something, then the first thing that I have to do is tell you someone else's story that I want you to trust me when I say, they matter too. Mm-hmm. That to me it. is a big part of the resistance as well. That's good. Yeah, and it's part of why this podcast even exists. Hello. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. Not, That's we right. had to carve out our own space and make room, and not just for us, but for mm-hmm. other voices and perspectives that people, uh, maybe in our circles or people that follow mm-hmm. us, may not always hear or be privy to. And so mm-hmm. and we want to make that uh, type of room uh, mm-hmm. for, for people. And and so I think um, it's it just really solidarity, I think, is what resistance looks like. Because it's, it's so easy to care about only me and mine. We mm-hmm. are wired like that oh my <laughs> because gosh. of our sin nature. That's It's me and mine, and I don't care what y'all got going on over there. You know, that's kind of what yeah. led us to this situation, exactly. actually. Exactly. So we're like catechized into that. That's right. And I mean, isn't the church accidentally telling us, don't take care of anybody but the people who live in your house? Haven't uh, we yeah. all been raised that way? Yeah. Um, and it might be accidental, but it's not biblical. And so we actually have to resist some of the stuff that we're being taught in church. We have to resist that. I we mean, have to resist like, that. Yeah. That's, so. uh, I love that. I, I love mm-hmm. that. Well, I think we've given our listeners a little something to work with. And so um, so thank you guys for your uh, just very thoughtful um, just views on resistance. And we got to continue this conversation next time. So let's dig into scripture and see where scripture actually uh, maybe either speaks to resistance and what that might look like for us um, as a path forward. So thank you so much for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tell us what resistance means to you and what it looks like in your life using the hashtag Truths Table. Follow us on Twitter at Truths Table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on the Satchel Podcast Player. Truths Table is a collaborative effort between the Reformed African American Network and Pottery Studios. You can learn more about the Reformed African American Network by visiting randnetwork.org. Our producer for the show is Bo York, and we have been your hosts, Christina, Akemini, and Michelle. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.